Hello, guys, and welcome to the new episode of Automated Seller Podcast. Today, I have a new guest, Eric Martindale, a CEO and a founder of Elite Commerce Group, uh, which is the Amazon agency. Hi, hi, Eric. How are you? Jacob, good. Thank you for having me. Sure, sure. Uh, so, Eric, first of all, maybe uh, you could introduce yourself to the audience since it's our first podcast together, and then uh, we'll directly jump also to your company. I would love to hear basically about your services, what you guys are doing. So, first of all, yeah, Eric, um, tell us who are you and what's your background, basically? Uh, Eric, again, from uh, founder of Elite Commerce Group, we're a full-spectrum marketplace management agency. So Amazon, and we're actually on 26 marketplaces as of okay. right now. We do at least some, some kind of work on, on 26. Uh, and I, my background, actually, most of my adult life, I spent in the Marine Corps as an officer and then transitioned directly into uh, this agency. Crazy. How, how did it happen? <laughs> well, I, it is definitely an atypical story, but I... While I was still in the Marine Corps, in in between deployments, I would kind of play around with e-commerce, and that was back way back 2009, 2010. Um, you know, I wasn't doing Amazon. I was actually doing some things that probably aren't even worth mentioning, but you know, flipping between different channels that were that were popular back then. So when I got to the point where I was getting ready to get out, I had about uh, three and a half years where I was in a non-deployable billet. So, you know, m most of the time when you're in the Marine Corps, you're, you're deploying or you're getting ready to deploy, or you're just getting back from a deployment. But I had a good solid three and a half years where I was stationed at a university. And so that hobby that I had in e-commerce, I, I really started doubling down. And by the time I got out, I had, I think I was doing several hundred thousand dollars a year in sales, which, you know, today so you, you had your own, that. you had your own, like you were just selling online, right? Did you sell on Amazon or you had some e-com store like on Shopify? At that point, I was selling only by agreement. So didn't have my own product. I had partnered with, um, you know, a couple of brands and I was selling their, their products on Amazon. I did some eBay and, and a couple, you know, messed around with a couple of other platforms at the time, but it, it was enough traction to say, all right, I can do this. Um, when I get out, Got I it. can, I can transition into a full-time role. Got it. And, and basically then you said that you started part-time like elite commerce group, which is right now the, the agency, but, uh, obviously you said that you were start, you started first selling on, on, on those stores. And how the whole transition actually started to happen for like the agency work. So did, did you have some friends who asked you for um, help also by selling or, or how was it? That That's a good question. Uh, I, in fact, I don't know if I've ever been asked that question before, but it is also an interesting story. We were, I knew I wanted to transition into CPG food. That's just where I wanted to be. What is this CPG? Uh, um, you know, consumer product food, foods and okay. packaged foods and snacks. It's just the space, the category that I wanted to be in. And we got to a point where, now remember, this is, you know, earlier on in Amazon. There are some massive, massive players now. And there So, are, how, how know, many years ago it, was it? Which year? Uh, around 2000, uh, let's just say between by about 2017, 
Mm-hmm. Uh, I had a couple of people working with me, and we're about the third largest food seller on Amazon. Uh, if that sounds impressive, back then, food was not a very good category to be in. It was just developing. There were not many people that would buy there. But the long and the short of it is I had a, a very, there was a brand owner that reached out and said, hey, can you represent me? Can you help me help, help me figure this Amazon thing out? And I said, no. He asked again. <laughs> I said, no. And I just started, at some point, I started giving him tips. You know, because we were we were doing the SEO at the time. Really, I was doing it. I had a couple people helping with some things, and you know, I I was kind of coaching this guy. He was a young. He was twenty two, owned a brand, and was just trying to figure it out. Totally in, I would say, in over his head. But he was a he was a brilliant guy. And eventually, I said, you know what, I'm just going to do it. And I I I charged him a very little amount, and then wrote it off every month for a long time. Mm-hmm. And today, that's a forty million dollar company, and that twenty two year old guy is, I think, twenty nine, and awesome, still with us, still my my first client, um, one of my best clients, and um, he really that experience with him, I just said, all right, I'm I'm doing this, and we hit the gas, and just started adding people over the years, and yeah. That's awesome. So what kind of services do you serve? Not only him, but like overall at the moment at your agency, because you also said that it's not only Amazon. I actually, while doing research, focused mostly on Amazon, but obviously we can talk also about other marketplaces and additional services. Yeah. I mean, Amazon's that 900 pound gorilla. So it it definitely makes sense to focus there. Uh, What we do, uh, we're full spectrum. So if it if you have to do it in e-commerce, we we do it. Uh, behind that wall is a warehouse, so we do fulfillment and prep. We do SEO and uh, advertising. We do we have a development team, so we'll do we'll do some custom integrations for existing clients. It's not something that we sell. It doesn't really make sense for us to sell it, but when we have a big client with you know thousands of SKUs, sometimes we'll do we'll, we'll connect to some marketplace API and do a little bit of work that way. So. Uh, pretty much anything from from start to finish, we we do it. We're doing it for somebody. Mm-hmm. Got it. And what other marketplaces do you like? The second largest marketplace that you help with is. Um, I I, I will tell you it's Walmart right now, mm-hmm. but I want to make a quick point here and say that it was Bed Bath and Beyond before they went under, um, mm-hmm. and and we we lost nothing except for for sales and, you know, some, some sales for some accounts that we managed. And mm-hmm. the only reason I'm, I'm making that point is brands do need to, to be experimenting because there are marketplaces out there that you, you'd never know are, are, are just churning out tons of volume. And if you don't experiment and you don't branch out, you don't have an omni-channel strategy, you're never going to know that. But Got right it. now it's Walmart. Sure. Especially, yeah, that, that's actually really nice that you also focus on Walmart. I had some guests here before uh, who are working, like running fully Walmart agencies, like they only focus on Walmart. Yeah. And, and I had a really nice conversation with those guys. And I wanted to ask you actually, I mean, I asked them, but obviously um, it's, it's their focus. So they have to say those things. But I, I'm really curious about your opinion on Walmart. What do you think will be the future of it? Do you think it'll be as big as Amazon as they are really growing? And I'm seeing more of the Walmart service provider, even some tools on the conferences that I'm going. They are usually on the Amazon conferences, but for some reason, uh, even there, the 
more interesting topic right now. Not more interesting, but more frequent topic is uh, Walmart. So what, what is your opinion on that? It's um, it, it's hard to say because there, there are some things that are happening in the e-commerce space that um, I, I don't know that Amazon or Walmart are, are playing into. Walmart is an interesting animal because you can do really, really well there if you're in store. So if you are in store in Walmart, you can you can actually drive in-store sales through their their marketplace platform if you advertise oh, there. Which mm-hmm. is which is an incredible opportunity. Um, we have brands where they've grown their in-store sales, you know, significantly. That's a major part of their strategy. If you're not in-store, you have to be really careful because mm, I don't want to say most, but a lot of Walmart shoppers are cost or price shoppers. So not everything converts super well with Walmart, but you know, in terms of their they're clearly coming to play. They're clearly putting a lot of focus and effort into it, and they have the ability to do that. And they've got a massive customer base that is not going away with Walmart stores. So, I definitely think they have um, they have a lot of advantages that even Amazon doesn't have right now. Got it. And also, I think that one of the factors is like, yeah, basically that. Walmart right now, like what I heard from people saying is that it's like Amazon 2017. So there's a great opportunity to jump on it. And it's really worth it just to give it a try if you are not there, especially when you are brand doing very solid on Amazon, you might just consider scaling to other marketplace. And I think Walmart, especially for US um, business owners, is a great opportunity. I I agree. And if, if if you've gotten good at selling on Amazon, I think you hit the the nail on the head with, you know, trying and, you know, it doesn't necessarily have to go fantastically. I think it will. I think you have a really good chance. But if you have the fundamentals down on Amazon, there are an awful lot of sellers on Walmart that are not putting that level, that Amazon level of effort into it. So, or expertise. So it is mm-hmm. definitely worth um, giving it a shot for sure. Awesome. Yeah. Great to hear. I really wonder also. If, if Walmart uh, will expand beyond US. I know that I think they have something to do in Canada, right? But it's still like yeah. uh, the same continent. So I, I really wonder if they actually will expand at some point to Europe. Wow, no one knows. That would be interesting. <laughs> that would be super yeah. interesting. So Eric, I will ask you one question that I really like to ask um, business owners who are running uh, some kind of like agencies or marketplaces, a- agencies. Um, so what differentiate, differentiate you from others? If you could give us some competitive advantages that you have. Um, there are a couple of things. We're Number one, we're truly omni-channel. Um, it, you know, like we talked about before, Amazon, you have to be on Amazon right now. If you have a brand, that really should be your, your, your core marketplace channel. But uh, we we operate on as of yesterday 26 marketplaces and if we're not there and we think a brand needs to be somewhere we'll operate on 27 tomorrow so we tend to work with a brand and and do you know just double down most of the brands we work with are a little bit larger so if we find an opportunity to expand we'll figure that out we tend to be kind of part 2 which that you know is probably a good segue into we are very, very forward leaning. So I'll, I'll use my own money. 
to develop a new marketplace and figure out if it works and figure out how to compete there. Uh, anything from, you know, TikTok shop, which is mm-hmm. going to be massive. That's a big frontier oh, wow. right now. Uh, to metaverse commerce, which we're experimenting what, with. What right exactly now. is the tic- TikTok shop, if you could tell us? So I, I'm not yes. on TikTok to sell. Well, <laughs> not to sell. So TikTok is has been a social media platform, mostly in the US, but in other parts of the world, like in Asia, it they have a, a social commerce activity. TikTok shop is essentially, it's like a Shopify store built in, in tandem or inside of TikTok. And TikTok is putting a lot of resources into competing there. They've done a lot of really important things lately that I think everybody has to pay attention to. Mm-hmm. Number one, they've launched a sponsored product feature. Number two, they've announced they're going to block Shopify links. Oh, wow. To, to kind so you of have make... to actually sh- sell through it because, yeah, I, as far as I know, I mean, it's not that I don't have TikTok. I, I'm not really using it, but, be, but basically my friends who are running um, their brands, their products, they usually use TikTok as just like a marketing channel. So they move all of the traffic to external link, like a Shopify store, for example. Yes. And you just said that they will block it. That this is all brand new. Um, you know, depending on when when your viewers watch this, this is brand new as we record this, but they've announced they're, they're going to block Shopify. Now you can't really link to Amazon, uh, mm-hmm. except I think in the bio, but yeah. it, it looks like Shopify really wants to block or restrict all external or driving traffic externally, which, you know, we know TikTok is a powerful channel when it comes to driving traffic. And if they can internalize all of that, they have th- this massive user base. It's yeah. like 85 million people in the US. It's one point, you know, something like one and a half billion people worldwide. They're they're going to be a big player very, very soon. Awesome. Yeah, it's definitely worth worth checking out. I, I know that there are like it's possible for you to create a store on like I think it's called Facebook Marketplace, but then also on mm-hmm. Instagram, there's a, a way for you also to create mm-hmm. a store. So it makes sense also for TikTok to just copy this trend. Yeah, you know, if if you think about it, when if you look at other parts of the world, social commerce is massive. It's it's how people prefer to shop. If you look at China, uh, very very popular, and it's not been very popular here. And I think the reason is because we we use social media here, and we just as business owners, owners we drive all that traffic to Amazon because of the this, the potential there. It's the big player. We just really haven't made it happen yet. All, all of the users, the people are there on TikTok and TikTok hasn't really built out that feature very well here. They're about to, they're about to build out uh, or partner to build a fulfillment network. But once those pieces are in place, the traffic is there, the, the user base is there, the interest is there, the credit card is attached, <laughs> I think we're going to start to see social commerce really blow up here. Oh yeah, yeah, that's that's really nice. I, I'll, I'll definitely need to check check this out also. So great. Now, Eric, I want to ask you, what's the typical collaboration with the client that you have? So, if someone reaches out to you and say, "Hey, I have this brand," or "I'm just brand new to Amazon," uh, before maybe as I I've, I've been selling on in retail stores or like just in uh, Shopify, what do you do with the with the with with the clients well 
be, because we're full spectrum, we can do anything. And what I like to do is say, what, what do you, especially for established brands, what, what can you do and what do you want to do and retain? And then what are your gaps? And mm -hmm. kind of hash that out a little bit. There's zero reason why I have to take a product, a single product that works exactly a certain way and jam every single brand into it. So if we have a brand that says, you know what, we we're really good at copy like that first um, that first uh, account that I mentioned to you, they've gotten really big and they they have an internal creative team. So they do all their copy now and we manage their advertising and some other things. It. it it really were, were custom fit. And if it's a smaller brand, I will say we don't usually work on a monthly basis. We'll do one-off work. We'll take an account, we'll overhaul some things, we'll, mm -hmm. we'll re-optimize the main images. But I can't, I can't really, you know, we're not the $500 a month agency. So I'll usually be honest about that upfront and say, there's not, you don't have the potential to, to absorb our costs. So here's, here's who can, you know, who you should be working with, or mm -hmm. we can overhaul some things and, uh, and, you know, send you on your way with a, with a plan. Mm -hmm. Got it. We're very Got modular, it. very custom. I really like this tailored, uh, approach to each, each client, although it might be sometimes overwhelming, right? I mean, we, we, we also have similar cases. We have different services yeah. in our agency and not every client that comes to us is, is the right fit. So yeah. I, I really like this transparency also with, uh, with the budgets. I don't know how, what, what's your approach? Like, do you ask, um, is it like in your questions to, to the client? Like, Hey, what's your budget? Uh, or, or how does it work? I, I don't, I never ask what somebody's budget is. I don't think that's a bad question in some, in some spaces, like what you guys do. I think that makes a ton of sense with, when it comes to e-commerce, we're really looking at smaller at smaller brands and and almost I don't want to say you don't know what you can afford, but I I do want to say I know how this plays out. I don't want to lose. I don't want to lose in any fight. I don't want the brand to lose. I don't want to be in a situation where a brand is unhappy in three months. So I'll, yeah. I'll usually look at that and say, look, you know, just the economics. The economics don't make sense here. I don't want you to fail. I don't want to fail. Here's what I think we can do to, to double your sales. Mm -hmm. But then at that point here, you know, here's a plan for how you can manage this yourself, or here's another agency that is a little bit cheaper. Got it. Got it. Yeah. I really like it now for your day-to-day -day work. Uh, since the AI uh, topic is right now very hot, could you share with us, how do you actually leverage AI technology? Uh, how do you use it or if you use it, but, I think yes. So everyone is. Yeah, <laughs> um, I think I think you have to now. But we have we have a direct integration with OpenAI, and and a couple lesser known platforms where we use it to basically format data. So if we if we have a we have some bigger brands that have thousands of SKUs, and I mentioned we're on twenty six marketplaces. So one of the more boring things that we do with it is we have um, a series of you know. We have a system basically that works with GPT, which mm -hmm. is behind chat GPT, and it'll turn a, a catalog that's fit for Walmart, but not fit for say overstock and it'll reformat it. So rather than paying somebody, you know, to go through 8,000 SKUs and rewrite all the titles to be compliant, 
will, and that's just an example. I you know pulled out of nowhere, but there are there are marketplaces where it just doesn't fit. They have very short title requirements, or they have different bullet requirements, or they want certain things up front in the title. So we use um, we use GPT to reformat those so that we can take eight thousand listings that work here. It's, it's, it's and... really custom work, right? That you're leveraging AI. Uh, I was curious more about the tools that you are using, like uh, already. Oh build one right especially i mean no no this is also like very nice answer it's just not so not so many agency founders that i've asked are actually leveraging ai in this kind of way that you do i really like it that you know you have the um your custom processes you actually figure out how you can leverage the ai technology on your own which is great like we we also have done it we we built some integrations uh also internally mm-hmm. mm, so we have like uh, integration of ChatGPT for slack I think we have some AI agents. We also have our company wiki. Um, like we feed the AI agent with it so we can directly ask the questions and then it's just saving so much time. Uh, but I wonder what tools like ready tools, especially in like marketplaces um, space. So maybe for Amazon, for example, like in order to run ads, do you use some um, well-known software solutions or you also do it somehow custom? We don't do, <laughs> it's kind of a tricky question because I don't want to, um, I don't want to throw anybody under the bus, but there's obviously, you know, better than anybody, there's a difference between automation and AI, and there's a difference between AI and generative AI. So we use, we use our own, um, our own platform, a, a program that we built to manage ads and there's automation oh, in it. I'm going to be honest in saying it is not AI. So mm-hmm. I think a lot of service providers, they just, as soon as chat GPT got <laughs> uh, successful or, or well-known, they slapped AI on top of their platform. Uh, not that companies aren't using it. They, they are for sure. Um, our ad software is, we're looking at it. And we haven't quite used it yet. It's kind of hard to take, you know, hundreds of thousands of dollars in budget and shift it over to something like that. So we're yeah, playing totally. with it. We're, tr- we're, we're trying to model out what we can get from it and what we can't. Uh, we haven't done that yet. And just some of the off the shelf stuff, we're using Bard and mm-hmm. um, oh, ChatGPT. Nice. How, how do you use Bard actually? So you'd have to ask the developers. I don't, I don't know exactly, <laughs> but ChatGPT, okay. one of the, the more useful things I've found there, and you guys are a 100% tech, tech company from, as I understand it, but We'll we'll um, we'll troubleshoot code. The developers mm-hmm. will. They'll they'll get it. You know, it'll write code. They'll um, you know things like that. Like the hard sciences, I feel like those tools are great for. I think they're phenomenal. Excel macros, things like that. Totally, totally. Uh, There's a GitHub GitHub Copilot, which just um, saves you so much time. Like you don't have to write everything from scratch. So yes. Totally. Copywriting, the, the more popular things that people are using it for, like copywriting, I don't think it does a great job at. Just honestly, I think that you're, like, if you're using it for Amazon listings, you're going to get a C plus out of it, maybe. Mm-hmm. And Amazon requires an A plus. So yeah. I, I think people are using it wrong, but in, unless you don't care, you know, you're writing it for emails or something, but hard sciences, it's great for yeah, I, I I had some conversation also with copy, especially with copywriting agencies that they only focusing on writing uh, SEO listings, 
um, for Amazon. So, and they, they said that now that chat GPT won't write you a great copy. Like it, it currently it sucks, but this is mostly because of the data. It doesn't have, yes. re, it doesn't 100%. have connection to the data. So it's, it's once you actually start using it properly and you connect it and feed it with the proper data, with a proper keyword research, then it's a different story, right? But also yes. from trans, for translations, they said that right now AI is not ready for translation. Um, that listings properly. So this word is still like, I think in a very early stage, but in my opinion, it's just a matter of time. It will change. hundred percent. The the promise of, of generative AI is incredible. Um, it's just, we're not quite there through chat GPT, I don't think, but I, I agree with you. I think in, in a couple of years, it's going to be behind every, every platform that we use, every, you know, technology platform is going to have some kind of generative AI capability, and it's going it's going to do good work. Oh yeah. So I now, think. Eric, I have actually one more question for you, um, especially for the new people here uh, who are actually trying to expand to marketplaces, maybe start their online business. What's your um, best advice for for those newbies to to start, like? Do you think they should start on Amazon? Do you think they should start on other marketplace? How they should start? What kind of resources they should consume? Should they go right away to agency like yours or others? Uh, I, I've probably two pieces of advice. But if you were to ask me, what do you do on day one? Social media. Figure out your social mm -hmm. media game. It is right now, it makes the difference between good brands and great brands. Everybody has to advertise. If you want to grow on Amazon, you have to advertise. You have to do it in granular detail. You have to be really good at it. You have to, you have to know what's changing day by day. But if you, can, if you can work social into that, you have an enormous advantage if you're good at mm -hmm. it. There's tons of brands using social media. I don't know if there's tons that are really good at it, that have broken mm -hmm. it down into a science. So get good at that and plan to use that. To, to drive traffic to your, um, your, your whatever, whether it's Amazon or anywhere else. These algorithms love off-platform traffic. Absolutely mm -hmm. love it. Awesome. Number two, I would say once you're established a little bit on Amazon, start playing around with other marketplaces. There, you would never know that we, we made uh, a, a, lot of, a lot of money on Bed Bath & Beyond. I think in one month we did a million dollars in sales. And you would never know that unless you got in there and tried, started to at least test, test other marketplaces. I'm pro marketplaces like Bonanza. Nobody wants to sell on Bonanza. I love it. Um, you know, we talked about Walmart. There, there are tons of, there's Walmart Canada. There's the Bay in Canada. If you can, once you start figuring out how to, how to work in Canada with Amazon Canada and Walmart Canada, the Bay, excellent marketplace in Canada. And, and as you do that, if you develop the ability to test different marketplaces, one, have a good catalog, two, on, onboard new accounts and upload that catalog, three, test some of the tools that you have on that catalog, on that marketplace. It's just one, two, three, over and over and over again. Totally. You're not going to be super successful on every marketplace, but you're going to hit that, that one or two or three where it, it's going to surprise you. And you're going to do really well. And it's going to be much less competitive than Amazon. Oh, yeah. 
I love it. And I also have like a one case case study. I mean, it's just my friend. Uh, he, he actually sells on Amazon. He also sells on Allegro, which is, uh, I think ah, one, it is. is the most popular. It's, 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 it's like the case for Europe, right? So it's the most popular yeah. marketplace here in Poland, Allegro. He actually sells there. He sells on Amazon, but he actually sells on um, foreign marketplaces so like in, in Germany, Austria and others. And uh, recently, I mean, recently, I think it's maybe a matter of one year, maybe one and a half. There was a huge uh, retail store like Kaufmann. It's something like a Walmart in US. It was like very big on in Poland, uh, in mm. Germany, obviously, because it's a German one. And then at some point, they launched the uh, marketplace. Like, I really didn't know. I, I went to... Uh, one conference in Berlin. Um, it was like Berlin Expo e-commerce or mm -hmm. something like this. So it was all about marketplaces. And then there was a Kaufland stand. And I was just talking with them because um, at some point we just wanted to reach out to them uh, for some kind of partnership. And they just said that, yeah, they launched the marketplace. Um, you can now launch your brands there, uh, put your products. Um, and they expanded to Poland. Now they expanded, I think, to Czech. And he tried it. He just put some listings there. And, and, and out of nowhere, he just generated like almost seven figures there, right? So it, it's definitely worth yeah, trying there. It's, it's really worth trying and experimenting. Like there's, I mean, essentially what marketplace is, 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 is a place with the audience, right? So if there's no competitors there, it's, it's just free, um, free money, right? So as you it said, is. I really like your approach that you actually don't only do Amazon, also other marketplaces, because it, it just like, if someone is not trying, then you'll never know. Yeah, hundred percent. And we have brands where they don't even know. We're just taking their catalog, and we'll, we'll put it on our, our account and see if it works. And if it does, we'll say, "Hey guys, we have something for you." And we'll move them into a new marketplace. So oh, it's yeah. like you said, there's there's a sweet spot for for every brand somewhere. And mm -hmm. you never now, if you're talking about four or six SKUs, you know you've you've got it. You're always going to have to do some work. But once you start to build out that catalog. There's a marketplace that's just a perfect fit for you. Oh, yeah. And so. it, I think it's similar with social media content. I always like this yes. um, comparison. So once you create, like, let's say right now, Reel, if you are not putting it on every possible social media, you're just yeah. using it, right? So yes. uh, we are using one, actually a software. I think it's called FeedHive. So once we have a reel, for example, out of this podcast, we just distribute it so to Facebook, TikTok, YouTube reels, and uh, like YouTube shorts, sorry, and Instagram really? reels, right? Can so you say that again? What is it's that? A feed, it's FeedHive. I, I should do affiliate with them. It's really great software. You just create yeah. one one short, uh, short uh, format video and you just distribute it automatically and you, ju you don't have to think about it, right? And then you get viewers yeah. from all of the platforms so once my friend actually, wow. he never been on TikTok. He only were doing like YouTube videos and his uh, video uh, editor, he was just distributing his um, videos uh, on all of the platforms. And suddenly he reached like 300K uh, followers on TikTok without even installing it on his phone, right? So wow. it's, always, it's, it's, it's always worth doing it. I'm, I mean, I come more from social media world, so uh, I, I know how it works there. But I think, it's kind of like similarity, right? Yeah, that is, that's incredible. Well, I, I learned something <laughs> that's super useful. 
Awesome. Cool. So yeah, Eric, thanks a lot. Uh, it was really great uh, to have you here and hear your story, uh, hear about uh, how you handle also your clients work on different marketplaces, hear about TikTok um, store. This is like something very new that I will check out. And yeah, Eric, where people can find you, how people can reach out to work with you and the elite uh, commerce group. Yeah, you, you can find me on LinkedIn, Eric Martindale. Um, you can look us up, EliteCommerceGroup.com. Uh, we have a YouTube channel, Elite Commerce Group. Where it's more frontier-oriented, so new, new and emerging marketplaces where the industry is going. Uh, reach out wherever and, and uh, awesome. love to talk. I'll ma make sure to also include your links in the in description. So this will be live on YouTube and also... I'm using also one software to distribute podcasts to all of the platforms that they are there. So really? I don't even know where the podcast is. It's probably on like 10 or, or 15 platforms. So I'm a big fan of distributing stuff. Awesome. awesome. Perfect, Eric. Thanks, thanks a lot. Thank you. Thanks for yeah. having me. All right. Bye-bye. See ya.